Hello everyone, and welcome to On The Ridge's first Testimony Tuesday. Um, I'm just recording this with my phone, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I thought I would kick it off myself, and maybe just explain why I want to do it. Um, basically, if you're not a Christian, you might be like, what the heck is a testimony? It's basically a story of how God's done cool stuff in our lives. Um, people will often talk about their testimony as basically their life story, how they um, heard about Jesus, heard the gospel, um, and then became a Christian. But there are also little like snippet testimony things that happen in people's lives, whether it's an answer to prayer or just someone really blessing them. Um, yeah, any any way that we've experienced God's goodness, really, that it's come into our lives and had an effect. So I thought I would just start a little segment where we can share those things, um, because hearing about how God works in other people's lives can really like re-up our faith for things in our own lives, especially when it's about specific things that we're looking into, or not looking into, praying into, and believing for. So, um, I was having a think about various testimonies that I have in my life, um, and they're, they're a handful. God's done a bunch of stuff, um, and I'll go through them at different points. But I thought today I would start with one of the first big ones for me um, that kind of changed the, like, it, the knock-on effects of it were actually really, really cool. So, I might touch on the knock-on effects in another episode. <laughs> so you have to tune in again. Basically, set the scene. I was 17, 16 years old, one of those, 17. Um, I'd been working at a golf course uh, to save money for a car and all that, and that was a great job, but I needed a different job because that was seasonal. I think that was the reason I was looking for a different job. Um... And I was looking into a handful of things, like I printed off my little resume, because that's what we call it in the States, not a CV, a resume. Um, and was going around to different hotels to be like a receptionist or something like that. Um, and I had like, my dad had gone through the whole thing with me, like go in, say hello, ask for a manager or something, say that you're looking for a job, like shake their hand. Like with good force, keep eye contact, all this stuff. Like dress nice, smile nice, speak nice, all these things. Like, gonna kill it. And I was like driving around day after day, and nothing was happening. I ended up getting a job somehow at this meat shop, which I probably should have known that it wasn't for me from the fact that it was a meat shop but I was like you know I can work in the like customer I can I can sell the stuff basically work in the shop that is not where I was led when I went there I was led to the back where we worked in giant refrigerators basically cutting up meat and like sausage and stuff and packaging it and um Supposed to say, I wasn't loving life, and I thought this was going to be a four-hour trial shift from like eight a.m. to noon. We got to noon, and they were like, "Yeah, you're doing a great job. You can finish the shift. Like, we'll have a lunch break, and you can finish the shift." And I was like, 
excuse me, what? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, um, I didn't bring any lunch with me. And they're like, whoa, there's like extra stuff in the fridge, the like staff fridge. And I looked and it was all meat. It was all sausages and like summer sausage that you just cut like cold, cold cut meat. And I was like, this is the last thing I want right now. I might become a vegetarian at this, right? And so instead I went into my car in the parking lot and I cried and I called my mom, but I think she was busy. And so we didn't really chat. I just cried some more and was like, God, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Finished up the day and was like, all right, well, I guess this is something and then I can get another job. But um, I was cleaning. So we were like basically squeegeeing and hosing everything down, hosing it down, squeegeeing the meat remnants down the drain holes in the bottom of the floor. Um, and the two people I was chatting to were like, oh yeah, you're probably coming in to replace us because we're moving to Madison, all this stuff. Um, how did you find it? And I was like, well, you know, one of my favorite. And they were like, oh, do you think you're going to stay? I was like, I think I might, and then just keep looking for other stuff. And they were like, yeah, well, as soon as you find something else, run as fast as you can because this place is hell. And I was like, or I can just quit now. <laughs> So at the end of the shift, I went into the boss's office and he was like, oh, how did you find it? And I was like, yeah, uh, I don't really think it's for me, actually. Um, so I, I I appreciate the opportunity, but I don't think I'll go forward with this job. And he was like, it's been one shift. And I was like, yeah, yep. Um, and then uh, that was it. Went home and uh, broke that news to my parents. And then I was continuing to look for stuff. And got to the point, ah, excuse me, one day where I had been out looking for stuff and I came home and I remember sitting on my bed and being like, God, I'm sick of this. Nothing is happening. I'm doing everything that I can and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So, you know what? If you want me to find a job, you're going to have to do it yourself because I'm done. Like, I'm just so tired of this crap. And I was just sat in my room, pouting. Um, and then my mom could tell that something was up. And then she came in, and she was like, Hey, hon, how'd it go today? And I was like, it's crap. Um, and then she came up, and she was like, Now, I know you've just come back, um, but I thought, since you haven't changed yet, uh, and there's still, like, this place is still open, I found this cutting in the newspaper, um, this ad, and I thought you might be interested. And she handed it to me, and it was for the Humane Society of Marathon County, where we lived, um, the animal shelter. And I love animals. I love dogs. Oh my gosh, I love dogs. There's a golden retriever at the beach today, and he was just the happiest little thing. Um, and so it was just for like a, <coughs> I don't even know what the position was called, um, but it was a part-time thing, or full-time, I can't remember. Basically, I was like, all right, well, I might as well do one more. So I went there and was like, hello, my name is Arthur, look at my dad. Um, do you have an application I can fill out? Uh, I filled out the application then and there, and they asked what my availability was, and if I could come for a trial shift, I think that was on a Monday, if they asked if I could come for a trial shift on Wednesday, rocked up on Wednesday, had the trial shift, basically just cleaned a lot of cages and stuff, but every time you clean a cage, you get to give a cat a cuddle because you have to put it in a little 
transport like the little cage, the not uh, the carrier, and then you clean their cage and then you put them back in, um, and the doggos and everyone. It was great. Really enjoyed it. And then after that, they offered me the job. And then I think I started on Friday. And that was just like mind blowing because I'd been looking at all these jobs, and then nothing was happening. Nothing was happening then that one was just there, and it was just effortless. And it was working with animals, which I loved, and it ended up that my boss was a Christian, and she had been really praying for another Christian to come and work there, because it was like, it was minimum wage for getting pooped on all the time, and dealing with animal vomit, and getting scratched by angry cats, and like, really heartbreakingly seeing animals not get adopted, and like, all this stuff. Um... But you also got to just, like, take care of animals all day. And, like, the people really weren't that bad. Most of them, like, that's horrible. The people were great. There was a couple of people where I was like, you are not the nicest human. Um, but the team was actually really good. And the volunteers were amazing. And I got to work with, like I said, work with animals all day. <coughs> um, and it was really great. Like, we saw, sometimes we'd see animals come in that had been, like, abused um, and then we re-socialized them and retrained them and they would get adopted and then their families would send us pictures and we'd be like, oh my gosh, they're so happy and they're forever home. And it was great. Um, and that was amazing. And I was able to save up with that job um, and go and fund my YWAM. And it was just a really, really cool God thing that, yeah, that he set me up with a job that was so perfect um, and that I needed and he knew, like, he knew that I needed money. He knew that I needed provision. Um, and I was diligent to do my bit to, like, not just sit on my butt and do nothing. Um, because, like, knowing that God will provide for us doesn't mean we're lazy. Like, you need to, we should also push on doors and put our best foot forward and try and be excellent for the sake of being excellent, not for the sake of earning anything, but for the sake of character and wanting to just be people of excellence. But, yeah, but then I think for me it's a recurring theme in my life that when I've come to the point of just crying out and being like, what the heck? I don't know what else to do. You said that you would do all this stuff, so you sort it out. Um, bit of a saucy prayer. <laughs> a bit sassy. But God is a big guy. He can handle it. And then I'm always very, like, humble afterwards. I'm like, okay, well, thank you very much. I, you're amazing. I'm sorry I got all short with you. But uh, thank you for loving me anyway. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, you'll, I'm sure, hear at other points um, more of me praying like that. But, yeah. That is the first testimony I wanted to share with you guys, um, and I have a feeling that there might be people, you might be one of them listening in, who needs a job when you need breakthrough in your work situation, um, and if that is you, then I pray um, as someone who has been blessed so many times with work and with financial blessing that I need. I pray that you would have that breakthrough in your life as well. I pray that um, people would seek you out, 
but that you would also have a fresh fire to go looking and more than that, a fresh fire to keep praying in your situation. I hope you have enjoyed this first episode of Testimony Tuesdays on the Ridge. God is so good and he has such good things for you. Um, And so continue on in prayer. Keep pressing in um, and then, yeah, let me know. You can, like I've said before, you can reply on the Anchor app. Um, You can reply to, with a little voice memo to this podcast. Um, And so let me know if you have any other work provisions that you've gotten, if God's blessed you in any way, or if you have a need, I'd love to pray for you. Um, Or if you have a testimony of God's provision that you would love to share, ping me over a voice memo and maybe I can include it in a future segment. I pray that the rest of your week is blessed in Jesus' name. Till next time, remember who you are, remember whose you are. See you later.